Welcome to Beaks and Geeks. I'm Amy. Today on the show is Lexi Elliott, here to talk about her debut novel, The French Girl. The mystery follows Kate Channing and her friends. Ten years ago, when they were on vacation, a girl their age went missing. They were the last people to see her alive, and now her body has been found. Welcome to the show, Lexi. Thank you very much for having me. Glad you're here. So this is a thriller, a mystery that's pretty realistic, except for the specter of Severine, this girl who's gone missing. So Kate Channing is living her life and has this person who she hasn't thought about in a long time sort of reintroduced into her life. Can you describe her visits with Severine a bit? So I I don't think it's a a spoiler to say that uh, Severine is the French girl of the title and she is dead by page two of the novel. Um, So the the Severine that Kate is seeing is um, uh, some form of specter from her uh, memories of Severine from the past. Um, I think it's... uh, it's a really interesting, to me, way of introducing the um, concept of shifting memories and how you feel about things that happened in the past when you review them and examine them some years later. And obviously, memory can be fuzzy. Memory can change depending on whether or not you learn new things about what happened, whether you um, start to view the people who were in those events in a different light. And I was really interested in examining that in the novel. Uh, well, you did a great job of showing a group of friends who have known each other for a very long time uh, and everything that comes with that. So baggage and romantic entanglements. Can you describe some of their dynamics? Yes, the um, the group dynamic is one that in many ways I think people will find um, familiar where there are small jealousies in some cases between them. Um, uh, fam- familiarity can breed contempt also. Um, the, in this particular group, you have some class issues as well because um, between two of the men who are, in fact, related, um, one of them has, has a more uh, wealthy, entitled uh, financial background and the other one uh, comes from a family that was a little more hand-to-mouth. Um, so you, you, have a, you have that coming in. And Kate, in particular, um, the, the protagonist of The French Girl, she is someone who didn't grow up with a lot of wealth. Um, She felt like an outsider when she first went to Oxford University. Um, She had a very different schooling background, for example. She didn't go to fee-paying school. Um, And I think you get all of that coming through. Um, And you also have the concept of, you know, who they were and who they thought they would be when they had just left university. And... Then 10 years later, who are they? Where, where have they ended up? Um, which relationships have remained strong? Which have drifted? Um, and I think that mirrors how group dynamics work for many of us as we leave university and we um, venture out into the world. It's interesting that they are bonded by this, this tragedy. This girl has gone missing. They're bonded by that, but they also just seem to be just friendship out of practice so some of them don't even seem to like each other but just hang out of I don't know obligation or because for old time's sake Um, yeah and they're they're actually bonded by two events not just um the uh the the event with um Severine going missing there is a another tragedy that's befallen them and that too I think um does 
keep them together and have them uh, uh, in and out of each other's pocket. But also, you know, they, some of them have moved, worked abroad, and, and they haven't seen each other for a long time. But I, I think we, many of us probably have close friends who have a friend that you don't like very much, but you're going to have to see them because you're in the same friendship circle and you sort of muddle through it, but you maybe never get to like them and... You know, that's life. We uh, we have to tolerate people sometimes that we wouldn't necessarily choose to. Yeah, especially when you've known them when you were 22 and now you're 32 or however old. And they have that first impression of you that you just can't shake. So Kate has sort of this chip on her shoulder, this sort of uh, inferiority complex occasionally when dealing with some of these more uh, Tony people. Why was it important to you to include so much of her job into this book? Because... A murder investigation is underway, but workaday life can't stop for that. No, that's right. And um, I think uh, it was important to me that Kate be very much like the the people that I know um, who uh, were working in London in our you know late twenties, early thirties, and we were focused on career. We were focused on um, uh, making a life for ourselves, and. Um, and that is normal and usual. And uh, if you have something like a murder investigation going on that threatens that, um, that that is something that is is really frightening. The concept that perhaps you could lose, Kate could lose her entire business that she's worked really hard for. Um, and I, I think to to understand Kate, you have to understand her ambitions and uh, the the legal practice, the headhunting practice. Um, in, in legal recruitment that she's building up is something that's very important to her. She's also a very brave character. She puts on a brave face for a lot of uncomfortable situations and just sort of powers through a lot of a lot of distress. Um, she does, yes. yeah. She's very different to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think she's much braver than me and uh, she's able to hide her emotions, whereas I'm pretty much an open book. So she's very different in that regard. Um, but she she's very focused on what's important to her. And, and one of those things is, is, as I've said, her career and her business. And so she has to do uh, the right thing to continue to, um, to build that business in spite of the fact that everything seems to be falling apart around her. As soon as the word murder is introduced anywhere in any book, you're always like, okay, everyone's a suspect. Um, but did you always know what was going to happen? Had you plotted everything out? Did you know the twists and turns? I did. Um, I knew the starting point and I knew the end point. I didn't necessarily know the exact road between those. Um, I have a particular bugbear, which is books where the the twist at the end seems to have been introduced purely to say, ah, I got you, you didn't, you didn't guess this, you didn't see this coming, and it doesn't seem to fit with the character arcs that have been developed through the book. And I was never going to write a book that, that worked that way. I think whatever um, happens has to make sense in light of everything that you've learned about um, the people you've been reading about, particularly for a novel like The French Girl, which is character-driven. Yeah. Um, so I did know where I was going, but, you know, th there were things that surprised me along the way. Um, for example, uh, Severine was intended to simply be, you know, dead on page two, and then she would purely be a, a corpse somewhere. Um, and she she had different views and kept um, 
building out her part, shall we say. And suddenly the novel was taking a, a turn that I had never anticipated. Um, but I'm really glad she did because it made it so much more exciting for me to write. And I love Severine. I, I adore Severine. I think I would miss her most of all if, uh, if she were to be somehow removed from my brain. So uh, since this is your first real novel that you've published, um, how did you approach it? Did you have a workshop? Did you have help from other authors? Did you have your editors helping you along the way? Um, how did you approach it? Um, well, it, it is my first novel um, that's been published. I did write one before, um, and it, uh, on the back of that, I had um, made contact with my agent, Marcy Posner, who's wonderful. And I was writing this when, when I first kind of uh, met with Marcy, and she liked very much what I was writing. Um, so I would send her kind of chapters as I was going along. Um, I would love to be able to say that I met with lots of other writers. Um, and my life is just too busy. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I I go to work and I try and write and I try and see my family and get my boys in and out of school at the right time. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't have the spare time to do anything else. Did you get stuck at any one point? Was uh, one part of the book harder to write than the others? I didn't find that I got stuck on any particular point, but it, it took me... a a long time I refuse to count how long because it's quite demoralizing <laughs> um, but uh, there were times when I didn't write very much and usually that was because of life events that were going on as opposed to uh, it was a difficult part in the book um, I I think from maybe 20,000 words onwards uh, which is you might expect that to be a fifth of the way into a book I start to have extreme self-doubt and I think maybe that's just my process and in some cases it was good to have breaks away and then come back to it and go oh you know this is this is better than I remembered it and you know this is this is something I can keep working on yeah I I think that I don't really recall any particular uh, part of the book that was more tricky I love the idea of self-doubt as part of the process <laughs> I'm going to start saying that for myself <laughs> well yeah uh, maybe that's me trying to legitimize it in some way but uh, yeah certainly on the novel I'm, I'm writing right now I was hoping that having been through this uh, a couple of times now that it would be better but no I'm right there with the self-doubt <laughs> at least it's consistent you can yes. count on it <laughs> so the book has been out already um, we're, we're yes. talking a little bit after pub date how was it being published? How what was the reception like? What was the press like? How did you how did you handle everything? Um, well, I've been really pleased by the reception. It's been wonderful. So it came out on the twentieth of February, um, and uh, that's in the US, I should say. Um, in the UK, it's out on ebook, and then it will be um, in shops fifth of July. Um, there was quite a lot of social media. I'm not a uh, a whiz on social media. I actually wasn't even on Facebook until it came to um, being part of the marketing process for this. So it's been an education for me. I've been so delighted by all the reviews. And there are just so many passionate, intelligent, um, book-hungry bloggers and Instagrammers and reviewers out there. And it's, it's really wonderful to dip a toe into that world and see what these people are doing and you know the, their love of books and of reading and their desire to share that love is just wonderful um, and there's been some really great reviews that um, I've been able to um, 
to show to, for example, um, my family and my my work colleagues and uh, and say, yeah, I see this writing thing I do. You know, it it's, <laughs> it actually seems to be going okay. Yeah. Well, are there any books that you're reading right now that you're especially liking, or any authors who are doing amazing work? Uh, oh, there's so many doing amazing work. Well, sure. um, I do not have as much time as I would like to read because I find that if I'm reading, sometimes I pick up the voice um, of what I'm reading and. Yeah, that can lead to um, drastic revision needed at a later date. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm part of a book club and we've been reading um, uh, Lincoln and Bardo, uh, George Saunders. So that's great. Um, I'm really enjoying that. Um, I was rereading some Kent Harriff lately. I, I do love Plain Song. I keep returning to Plain Song. Um, but there's so much out there. There really is. And I... I, I refuse to start a to-read list because it would just get longer and longer <laughs> and I would feel like it was one more thing on my list I had to do as opposed to a pleasure. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to a time when I am maybe uh, moved through this particular part of the writing process and I can uh, pick up some things. Well, I just want to congratulate you again on the book and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me.